0: hello hello and welcome to another edition of the late afternoon show i am your host tim olari and thank you so much for listening in um if you like today's episode or you want future episodes please be sure to check us out at Mr Meaningfulwork.com, you can check out previous episodes stay updated on things that are coming up and just be part of the meaningful work community it would really mean a lot to us Today's episode is so exciting. I am talking to Colorado's only billion dollar tech company, only billion dollar tech company. Brian Leach is a CEO of Ibotta. We had a crazy interaction on how we met coming back from my honeymoon, and I'm so glad that we were able to have the conversation on the late afternoon show. So please let us know what you think in the comments or leave a review with your thoughts. Uh, we really appreciate it. We'll be seeing you. Bring on. Woo! Hey, there he goes, there he goes, is Brian in the house? <laughs> is Brian
1: in the house? That's oh, right, Tim, that's impressive, man. What, what is up? How what you doing, man? man? Thanks for having me, man, thanks for having me.
0: Oh, Good man, time. we are super excited to have you. For folks that don't know, this is Brian Leach, he is based in Denver, Colorado, and funny story. I'm going to tell you guys a story of how Brian and I met. It is
1: actually, Brian, do you remember? I want to hear your version of it. it might, I don't see if it compares to mine. So
0: my wife and I were just coming back from our honeymoon. Um, we went to, uh, where did we go to? Dominican Republic. And I don't remember if we were going to or coming back. I think we were coming back. And um, so newlyweds, honeymooning, you know, a header in the clouds. And I don't know. Who booked the tickets? It was probably me that did not book our tickets. Get the cheap seats and they give you your seats. So we weren't sitting next to each other. And so um, we get to our seats and we're not sitting next to each other. And there's a gentleman who is sitting. I think he's either sitting next to me or sitting next to my wife. What's up, kids? Go, go, go upstairs. Go upstairs. Go upstairs. (laughs) And he was so kind. He's like, "Hey, do you want to sit, you know, do you want to sit with your wife?" I said, "Absolutely. Thank you so much, sir. That's very kind of you." And I just recognized his face. Like I was like, "Man, I feel like I've seen this face somewhere before." So literally on the plane, I am I think I buy the internet to be able to like use Google and search and I'm like, "Man, where have I seen this guy before?" And I'm searching like uh, Denver Post and I'm searching different things. And there, his picture pops up, you know, young CEO, new tech company, Brian Leach. I was like, and I showed it to my wife. I was like, Babe, that's Brian Leach. That's the, the, that's the guy from the company in Denver. And so um, we landed, and I found your information somewhere, and I shot you uh, an email just thanking you so much for your graciousness, and and then we've been in touch ever since.
1: True. It's been great to stay in touch. I've heard some of your business ideas over the years, and- we're sad to lose you to you know lose you from Denver but we're yeah we'll really be staying in touch.
0: 100% 100% man. So Brian real quick, we want to give you a chance to kind of introduce yourself and 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 what it is that you do. Um you're very used to pitching yourself, you know, as a startup, as an entrepreneur, you know, you're good at the elevator pitches. So let's just say you are trying to pitch me. You see this guy in this nice burgundy sweater It's like, "Oh, he looks like money." Let me try and tell them a little bit about (laughs) what we're doing. Maybe we can get that uh, uh, next stage investment. So how would you pitch yourself? uh, How would you pitch
1: yourself, Brian? Yeah, look, I'm Brian Leach. I'm the founder and CEO of Ibotta. We make a free app that pays people cash, no matter what they buy, once in store or online. So we've given away almost a billion dollars in cashback rewards. We give away a million dollars a day. We're in the giving away money business. And the way we make it work is that we help brands like Coca-Cola, Unilever, General Mill, Anheuser-Busch sell their products by featuring them on our app. So you buy their product in-store, online, and then we give you instant cash back you can take straight out into your bank account or PayPal or Venmo. And over the years, we've added more and more and more things you can buy. So you can get an Uber ride, you can book a flight, you can can, uh, do all sorts of stuff and we give you cash back all in a single free app. Wow. I didn't know that you guys had
0: extended to Uber and travel and things like that. as well. That is that is. So that is that kind of leads me to my next question. You guys have had a lot of success over the last few years, a bunch of different accolades um, for for Ibotta. Um, So tell us a little bit about uh, some of the achievements that you guys have had and then talk to us about where you are looking to grow the company in the next five to 10 years. Where are you guys going to be?
1: Yeah, look, the, thanks for asking. The most important thing we've done this year is we gave away free Thanksgiving to 3.15 million Americans. So 1% of the entire U.S. population ate a free Thanksgiving meal that we gave them. Wow. Um, the was you, you bought the nine items, turkey, stuffing, gravy, mashed potatoes at Walmart or walmart.com, and then we gave you 100% cash back. And that was the number two most Googled uh, search term during the Thanksgiving holiday Fifty six million Americans are grappling with food insecurity and have hunger issues. And we were able to show up with our partners, Coca-Cola, bottle, uh, Campbell's Soup, Walmart and provide free Thanksgiving at a time of great need for all these people. So wow. our, mission, our mission as a company is make every purchase rewarding. And this has been the most important year for our mission. And that's been the most impactful thing we've ever done.
0: That is awesome. That is awesome. That is really that is really a gift. It's not just a good company, but a good company doing good. And and I appreciate you guys doing that. Where where do you say you see the company in in 2030? What does that look like for you guys?
1: Well, we want to be the the undisputed champion of, of rewards. Whether you're getting a reward on your credit card statement, cash back on your Discover card, American Express, whether you're getting a reward in your Walmart app or your Kroger app or on our app uh, or anywhere else, we want to control the. The forcing a distribution of that through a single network, on a single ecosystem. We want to replace display ads, which don't fly out to sale, with performance-based marketing. So if you're an advertiser at Coca-Cola, instead of paying per impression for a Google or a Facebook or a television ad, you use our platform because we charge on a per-sale basis and everything's done on a performance basis. So we want to be the undisputed leaders of rewards and performance marketing for the fast-moving consumer goods industry worldwide.
0: That's good. And, and how do you do you have any competition in
1: the space or are you guys blowing them out of the water? No, we have plenty of competition in the online uh, side. There's a retail cashback like Rakuten, if you've heard of them, or you've heard of them, they're competitors. And then on the uh, consumer package goods side, we compete with a company called uh, Quotient, which used to be called coupon.com. Mm-hmm. We're definitely trying to put them all out of business, but we haven't quite gotten there yet. We're working. I've been seeing, I don't know, are you guys in the space where
0: you can you can like add an extension to your, um, you know, your Google Chrome or your Safari or whatever? And it'll start. You guys are in that space, too.
1: Yeah, it's pretty, pretty rad. We just launched a browser extension on Google Chrome. It's free. You nice. Download it And then you go to Walmart.com, It shows you 500 things you can buy and get cash back. Nice. You also have Sitewide cash back at over 800 websites instantly. We're, we're building that out. And that's going to be a big area of focus for us in the next year. That is awesome, dude. So I want to talk a little bit about
0: your, your background, because you haven't always been you were not born a tech CEO or were you born a tech
1: CEO? I was not born a tech CEO. I, I wandered through the dark alleyway of being a lawyer. You were a lawyer. So how does a lawyer first tell us what kind of law you were
0: doing and then how does one facilitate that transition from doing law as a practicing attorney into running a tech company?
1: Yeah, I mean, good question. <laughs> I, uh, I, I watched a few good men when I was a kid, and I thought that's what it would like to be a lawyer, Tom Cruise and a few good men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it turns out to be a little different, a little more paperwork, a little more research. Uh, I went to law school. I ended up getting the great good fortune of working for one of the Supreme Court justices. And so I focused on constitutional law and I actually wrote opinions, showed up, watched oral arguments, watched the Supreme Court work behind the scenes, super cool experience. And then i became a trial lawyer and i tried cases so i represented clients all around the world that in international uh, law so contract disputes in london paris china japan etc but i really didn't like the practice of law because it wasn't enough interpersonal interaction it was too much kind of lock yourself in a room write a brief and i was missing that personal contact and I enjoyed pitching myself as a lawyer and then if i was successful landing the business i wanted to hand that off and <laughs> take the other so i realized that as a, a, somebody who likes presenting in court it's kind of like that when you're presenting an idea or pitching an idea or pitching a client and so i i quit one day i, I went home and told my wife i just made partner at the firm the previous year i put 10 years into being a lawyer i uh, i had a great trajectory my firm was very uh, very generous to me and let me do a lot of cool stuff And I just quit. Uh, I basically lived a double life while I developed the idea for Ibotta while while trying to service my clients. And then one day I told the firm I was leaving and uh, I didn't go to business school. I didn't have any savings. I didn't have any technical ability. I didn't have a team. We didn't have a prototype. And my wife was sort of like, wait, what? That's a really questionable life choice. But to her credit, uh, she was supportive and awesome. I just kind of stumbled into it. Awesome, awesome, and so you. So it sounded
0: like you know, kind of reading your story and you know, understanding um, some of what you did was that it was based on a lot of relationships, right? So even though you may not have had the, um, you know, the the technical background or the business background or the finances, you were able to leverage some relationships. You're able to leverage what you are good at um, by way of you know, pitching and kind of telling your story. Um, how did that, what was that transition like from, Hey, I've quit my job. I'm thinking this is a really great idea to, okay, now we're, we're, we're hiring people and we're, we're launching stuff.
1: Yeah. Look, the very first step is just, you got to believe that you're not just a one trick pony. just because you specialize in something and you're getting paid for doing that. You're actually capable of a whole lot more things. You're much more creative than, than you think you are. You can, you can learn a whole new industry and you have to just sort of get past the idea that. Oh, I'm 35 and I've already, this is all I know how to do, right? So first you do that, then you start talking about your idea to people who actually know how to translate ideas into reality. You start just drinking from the fire hose, like what products are out there, what are the pain points, what are the gaps? You start to hear the same things until you realize you're kind of onto something. And then when you go to talk to investors, you learn the hard way, which is you you do your best and then they they tell you no. And then you, I mean, I probably had a hundred funds tell me no, they didn't want to invest. I raised money from 51 angel investors in my personal life. Not a single fund able to invest, not one. Um, and that was just about them yeah, knowing that I had a track record of hard work and achievement in my field. And ultimately, they were betting small amounts of money that they could afford to lose. And I was able to stitch together a, a, a sort of a, a seed round that way. But I also had a lot of privileges and opportunities. I mean, I, I was fortunate to go to college, to law school, to have friends from graduate school, yeah. Uh, who were some of my first investors. I, I, I sort of say it, you know, often as a as a sort of cisgender white male uh, who went to Harvard and Oxford and Yale. I had a certain uh, tailwind. Honestly, yeah. it was a lot easier for me to get in the door than some other people, and then and then it was just hustle from there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, dude, I appreciate you, uh, you know, kind of calling that out, and we'll talk a little bit about that on the back end of the show. And what we want to do for folks that are just joining us this is the late afternoon show. We are joined by the CEO of Ibotta, co founder CEO of Ibotta, Brian Leach, who is chatting with us, giving us a little bit of history of, of his company, some of the amazing things that they're doing, feeding millions of families this holiday season. I mean, that is just um, that is just unheard of, and and that a company is really leading the way. A tech company, right? There's a tech company that does you know all these uh, all these things on on a digital side, but they're actually tangibly helping the community as well. So we definitely appreciate that. Um, but we want to play a game. We're going to play a game with our guests, um, and it is called Two Truths and a Lie. So Two Truths and a Lie. We're going to learn a little bit about Brian, and we got some swag swagnets here. So. For folks that are joining us and are going to be playing our game, we have you typing your answer in the chat. So Brian is going to give you three statements, three statements. Two of them are true. One of them is a fallacy. False. I object. (laughs) That is not true. So you have to figure out which one is false and you type it into the chat. Whoever gets it right first gets a chance to win some of this Mr. Meaningful Work swag. So that's the motivational happy face, Mr. Meaningful Work there. We got the Meaningful Monday, that Monday show where I just kind of recount everything that I did the week before and what my lessons learned. Meaningful Monday uh, calendar there. And if you can't get enough of this, you also have the Mr. Meaningful Work uh, swag sticker there. So. Um, type it in the chat. We're going to put the music back on uh, just a little bit. And Brian, give us your three statements, two truths and a lie. And folks, type it in the chat as quickly as you can to win that prize. All right. You all ready? Let's go. Let's go. This
1: is legit. I take a lot of pride in this. So let's, let's see who can get it. All right. Statement number one. When I was born, my father was working at a car dealership in Nairobi, Kenya that is extensive so that's what statement number two in college i won a national baking contest guys this is all surprise for me too so i'm learning as well statement number three prior to becoming a lawyer i was in the cast of a traveling drag show so let's go over
0: those statements again number one before he was born his dad was was a car dealer
1: Working at a car dealership in Nairobi, Kenya. Working at a car dealership in Nairobi, Kenya. Number two. In college, I won a national baking contest. Won a baking college in uh, in college. And number three. Prior to becoming a lawyer, I was in the cast of a traveling drag show. The cast
0: of a traveling, traveling lie. So somebody is saying no on the baking contest. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's get some more. <laughs> I am very, very curious to hear which one of these. I have a hunch. I have a hunch of which one I think it is. And you have a very good poker face, man. You Thank are you. not giving anything away.
1: That's
0: good. <laughs> I don't want to mess the game up, man. I don't want to miss That's the game. Right. Oh, we got somebody else said, I think number three is a lie. Francis does not think that you were in a traveling drag uh, show. We'll give it a few more seconds. On, Anybody else want to guess which one of these is the lie? Was his dad a car dealer in Nairobi? Did he win a back national baking contest uh, while in college? Or was he part of a drag uh, traveling drag uh, what was it? What do we call it? Drag show? Drag thing competition? Alright so we'll give it five, four, three. Two, one, all right, Brian. Tell us which one was
1: the falsehood. The falsehood was that in college I won a national baking contest. So he did not.
0: <laughs> so he did not win a college baking contest. Tell us
1: about your uh, pre-law uh, drag drag uh, days. Yeah, I was in uh, in the show called the Hasty Pudding Theatricals, which is the uh, A really old tradition at harvard where you dress up in drag and you perform uh, and there's a kick line and then you travel to new york and bermuda for it's like a semi-professional theater company so i was sort of a amateur actor nice you
0: went to bermuda i've been to bermuda before those are some of the beautifulest pinkest shallowest beaches i've ever been to that is awesome and your dad was uh was in nairobi kenya
1: yeah i was born in nairobi my dad was working as an accountant at a car dealership at DP Dobie in downtown nairobi my sister and i were born in nairobi and moved to the states when we were about i was about four or five years old
0: so you african just like me <laughs> that's right man <laughs> you're african just like me i love that i love that Um, So we're going to jump into our second line of questioning. And one of the things that um, I have been exploring over the course of this year is the idea of meaningful work, right? The exploration of what is meaningful work? How do you apply um, meaningful work practices to your activities, whether you are an entrepreneur, an employee or just an enthusiast? You're just excited about a particular area. Um, And I try to talk to different folks at varying levels of Um, accomplishment and success to kind of understand what their idea of meaningful work is. So I would love to learn from you, Brian,
1: how would you define meaningful work? Yeah, I think there's a a couple different ways I've thought about this. One of them is what is the ultimate impact of the work we do? So there's just giving away 1% of the American population is eating a Thanksgiving meal that you help provide. That's meaningful because the impact it has on their lives, helping people pay back their student debt, for medical bills, afford their rent, put food on the table. That's like a moral relevance. There's a social relevance. But yeah. then there's day to day what do I enjoy and find meaningful in my my own function? And yeah. for me, watching, uh, creating a consumer experience on a mobile app and watching it come to life something that was on a whiteboard and then it was a clickable prototype and then it ultimately was a, um, a test flight build and then it was in the app store and then you could show it to somebody. And you're at a, you're at a, um, an opportunity to show someone the concrete work you did. When I was a lawyer, I I struggled with that. I'd go to a a cocktail party or a holiday party. What do you do? And you're like, oh yeah, I'm a lawyer, but I do kind of interesting work. And I write these briefs and it's like, yeah, whatever, dude, (laughs) whatever, man. But being somebody who creates something is like, oh, actually look, this is what I do. I built this thing. It's it's meaningful to me because it's like something you built with your, your mind and your creativity that you can touch and feel and experience.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome, and the, you know, the idea that it's about um, community impact. I think that's one of the themes that I've, I've, I've learned in some of my other um, interactions is that meaningfulness comes from how well are you able to impact those around you? How much value are you able to add um, to those around you? And it sounds like that is something that you are doing um, as you lead your organization. So this is, you know, coming from a personal passion of yours for impacting lives. Now the company is able to be a part of that and, you know, and and lives and families are, um, are are benefiting, benefiting. Um, if you were, so you work some, for some really, really cool people. I mean, we were talking about the justice, um, that you worked with some really high profile folks, but if you were to be an assistant or a, um,
1: apprentice to anybody dead or alive, Whew, who would that be? Wow, dead or alive. That's Anybody. I'd probably go with Lin-Manuel Miranda because to me, the process of creating music is a really cool creative process. And I I watched this, the backstory of how he wrote Hamilton and collaborated with the people who arranged the music and then came up with the narrative and the lyrics. And just watching creative genius like that come up with an album, or whether it's a soundtrack to Moana or Hamilton, I would really dig being around and just in the room, like permission to be in the room while that is happening, that collaboration is happening. Have you ever tried like screenwriting or playwriting or anything like that? Have you tried? No, to- I've never tried screenwriting or playwriting. It seems really, really hard. Yeah. <laughs> I, my, my abilities as a creative writer are, are close to zero, I'm afraid. But uh, I, I like to I have other outlets for my creativity.
0: Yeah. No worries. No worries. Well, man, as we wrap up our show this evening um i want to ask you if you have any advice so you mentioned something at the top when you were kind of describing yourself that i wanted to touch on so there are you know very real kind of advantages and um disadvantages that are kind of in the country and so you would name some of the things of hey i can recognize who i am what i am and some of the advantages that i had um, and, and being successful, obviously there's a lot of hard work and dedication and relationship building. And, like there's still a lot of grit, um, that you have to do to do it. Um, but you know, what advice would you give to folks who may not have the same advantages that you may have had in, um, in kind of achieving their, achieving their dreams and kind of getting their, their dreams to the next level?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. I think the first thing you want to do is reach out to somebody who wants to help you, wants to yeah. help you get to the next wrong or, plug that gap, help you learn how to raise money, learn how to put together a pitch deck. And even if you don't have them in your personal network, if someone were to write me and say, look, I haven't had these advantages, but I have this great idea. Do I have 15 minutes of your time? I very often will say yes, especially if I feel like that person is from a background that doesn't look like mine or doesn't have the same degree of of privileges or head start. I think the other thing is you just got to work with what you got, what you know. You know, if you've got expertise in an area and one with that. You know, for me, I did not have any technical ability. I did not have any money. I did not go to business school. I did not know how to build a business model. But I was good at standing and delivering because I was an actor. I was a trial lawyer. And so I went with that. And then I started myself with other people who could teach me all the other stuff. I never built a mobile app. I barely even used the mobile app before yeah. I started that bottle. So you got to kind of have enough self-awareness to know where you're strong, where your gaps are. And then you just got to start asking people to be a mentor and so you find somebody that's like, all right, this person's putting in the work. I will spend a, a, a period of time educating them. And then you got to read and, and spend time on your own, trying to trying to get, get smarter about things. But it's, it's not a level playing field. I, I yeah. and I know that. And I think that the best you can do is, uh, is, is work, work what you have and, and reach out to people.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love that. It's very practical advice and, and, and advice that I have definitely, um, uh taken the way that we have the relationship is you know me being able to reach out and get some of your thoughts and advice on um some of the things that you were able to put me in connection with some other folks um that that furthered that as well and you know tomorrow uh, what i'm going to do is i'm going to put together kind of key learnings like the top three things and this is definitely going to be um part of the key learnings from tonight's show up um for folks that are trying to figure out um how to get to that next level but are kind of in a place of well, I don't have all the advantages that maybe others may have. Hey, find the folks that do and connect with them and you know kind of put yourself out there from a mentors mentoring standpoint. But at the same time, you're not don't operate from a place of lack. Operate from a place of, hey, I do have something, right? I'm good at talking. I'm good at presenting. I'm good at hospitality. I'm good at, you know, whatever it is that you are good at, leverage those strengths, build those out, and then the gaps that you feel that you have, reach out to folks. And like we found out, folks are happy and willing to help out. Like if they see somebody that's really putting themselves out there and asking for that help, folks want to help and folks want to assist and pay it forward or get somebody to the next level. Right. Well, man, that is the bottom of our time, Brian. I really appreciate it. if you guys have any questions for Brian. He is on LinkedIn. He is active on LinkedIn. So he's posting, he's commenting, he's replying. So if there's anything that comes to mind that you want to um, share or ask or anything like that, um, I'm sure you can find him. Um, and he will be happy to respond. He's very personal, very approachable. Um, one of the other things before we sign off that I really appreciated that just showed um, Brian's commitment to community. When this whole COVID pandemic happened, um, he put together this team of folks, these Monday calls um, to kind of share learnings and share updates and, um, and just really um, kind of a group think of, you know, what's going on, what can we do in different industries um, that was really helpful for me. I mean, coming from a healthcare industry, to be able to see a tech company kind of leading the way and, hey, how do we bring people together to share best practices? Um, um, and because and, we're all going through this thing together, um, it was it was really really inspirational for me, and just another testament of the good work and, and the values that that I bought to have. So thanks for that, Brian. Man,
1: thanks for having me, Tim. It's awesome to be part of this. Thanks to everybody for tuning in.
0: Absolutely. Well, that is the bottom of our show, guys. We appreciate you. Join us next week for another Late Afternoon Show edition. We are signing off. Good night. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Late Afternoon Show. Hey, if this episode resonated as meaningful for you, Please consider subscribing, downloading the episode, liking it, sharing it with somebody that you think would find it valuable. And if you have any thoughts or ideas on people that we can talk to or subjects we can cover, shoot me an email. My email is tim at mrmeaningfulwork.com. Again, that is tim at mrmeaningfulwork.com. Again, thank you so much, and we'll see you on another edition of The Late Afternoon Show.